the scripture says in verse 6, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. Rooted. One six. Two six, excuse me. I said chapter one, but it's chapter two. Colossians two six. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. And we'll stop right here. So, he he warns Christians to beware of what? That you be not spoiled through philosophy and vain deceit after tradition of men. This may be, in fact, why there is a lack of demonstration in our midst, tradition of men. A lot of people are caught in tradition of men. A lot of Christians, born again, filled with spirit, Mm -hmm. they're caught in tradition of men. Mm -hmm. We debate things that, that we should set our hearts toward the Lord rather than creating a debate. And, and, and I'm for healthy debates, so, so don't get me wrong. When I make this statement, I'm for debating things. But somewhere when we're in a debate of, of things, we as believers should set our heart toward the Lord for an answer. Okay, We should be of a mind that God will answer us. And when God does answer us, we need to accept the answer. We should be of a mind. And if the answer is not our our idea, we should be able to be corrected. This this should be an ongoing process in the body of Christ that that the Lord is bringing instruction, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And sometimes instruction, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge will correct us. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're 25 or you're 85. Instruct, in, the instruction, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Lord creates correction. And it creates correction to walk in... in what Paul wrote. So it's one thing to read here. You are complete in him. Okay? It's another thing to walk in that completion. So so I can read in the Word. You, you know, one of my favorite scriptures in the Word is found in Colossians 3. 
and and some people may say this is crazy, but Colossians three verse three: For you are dead, mm-hmm. and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. All right. For you are dead. Yes. Your life is hid with Christ in God. That that has become just in my heart one of my if I say favorite scriptures, favorite scriptures. It really has. Because of the of what God's working in my heart. Of being dead. There's there there's a working of the spirit of what the word says. Now I can read this and this and this was where I was going. I can read this and I can say I'm dead. All right? And I flip back to chapter 2 where we were at for a second and and for and you're complete in him. Okay. Well, part of that completion is you're dead. Right? So I can read I'm complete. I can read I'm dead. But what what I have to come to is a bearing of my heart to the Lord to work what's in this book in me. See, see I could read it all day long and I have through the years read it and read it and read it. But reading it doesn't mean it's worked in me. Amen. Does not mean it's worked in me. And and what the Lord wants to do is work it in you. Okay? That's what He wants to do. Work it in you. Well, how do I get it worked in me? Okay? So 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 you, it's like anything else. How 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 can this be? How can it be that God would work the death of Christ in my heart? And what does it mean that the Lord would work the death of Christ in my heart? You, you know, how can it be, and then what does it mean? Right? Okay. It mean it means a it means a a a a what would you say a bunch or a ton. But it means the life of Christ is what it means. And how how it works is is by His Spirit. So the answer is by His Spirit. How can God work it in me? By His Spirit. But what does His Spirit do to work it? He reveals Christ, the living Word, in my heart. Not just on the pages of the book, you know. You know, there's a there's a part of seeing the Lord when we talk about seeing the Lord that we begin to see Him in the volume of the book, just like is written. Behold, I come in the volume of the book; it is written of me. That's a part, okay? And and maybe that's the start that we turn our heart. And we begin to see the volume of the book is written of him. Alright? And we get excited because we see that. And we, and we have to see that. See, that has to happen that we see the scripture declares him. 
But then, as we move on into our relationship, because we're already in Christ, so, so I'm trying to form the right word. As we move on into our relationship, what has to happen in our heart is a working, a re- revealing of Christ. I've got to come to a revealing of Him in me. See, Apostle Paul, uh, you know, he says a lot of really powerful things, and sometimes things go right by me that he says, and and you know, through through study, through various uh, things, through listening to ministry, right, reading from other ministry, uh, searching things in the Lord, the Lord will just take it and make it real. And one statement, as much as it is in me, which I believe uh, it's in Romans 1. In Romans 1, 5, yes. or 15, I'm giving you the wrong scripture over and over tonight, That's, but Romans 1, 15, Paul says, So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. So Paul is preaching out of what is in him. Okay. So he's not just declaring something you, you, you know taught of him a man. And and Galatians one, if you flip over there, he really brings this into to view. In Galatians 1, he says in verse 11, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Mm-hmm. For, I, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So I could stop right there and say, and say so... Paul's talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ through the Word. And I would be partially true. Partially right. Okay. As I could say, he's talking about seeing Christ from the Scriptures. But if I read further, he says, For you have heard of my conversation in time past, in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my fathers. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace, 15, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went up I to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again into Damascus. After three years I went to Jerusalem to see Peter. So so he makes a point of this that his apostleship and the revelation of the Lord that was in him, what he was seeing of Christ, he never received it from men. 
Okay? He never, it wasn't just passed down from, I believe this, you believe this. And what happened back in the beginning place, and I'm flipping back and forth in Galatians 2 where we started tonight, Paul says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep your place in Galatians where we're at. And Galatians 1, he says, I never received it of man. Beware that man spoil you. Mm -hmm. You follow me? Mm -hmm. I never received it of man. So who spoils you? Man. And how does man spoil you? Through tradition. You know, in that day, the tradition was the Jewish religion. Mm -hmm. They couldn't get out of the Jewish religion. They They were caught up in Judaism. A lot of Christianity is still caught up in Judaism. A lot of it today. Is, is still mindful of a covenant that God fulfilled and really moved on from and uses now just to show Christ. It's, it's used as a revealing of Him. But outside of that, I don't know, and, and the Lord may correct me, there may be more significance. I don't know. It's, it's, it's the old covenant is used to show you Jesus, but what what people use it for in in men is put you under the law, tell you you have to believe this, tell you 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 know go back there and fish out some scripture and say well God's going to rebuild a temple in Jerusalem and I and I say why 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 would he and these are philosophies, these are traditions of men that get passed on from person to person to person. I I said something Sunday, and I I had cut off the recording, and and at the very end, I wish I hadn't. I'm going to say it to you, and that's where I really wanted to, thought of going tonight. In my young days of ministry, or, or in my young days of walking with the Lord, The Lord would deal with me in John 1, verse 1, over and over again. And he'd speak in my heart, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay? And I would go to three ministers. You all may have heard me say this, and if you have, forgive me. I know Bob has, and Henry has. But I'd go to three ministers. And I'd say, what does this mean? And one would give me his view. The other one would give me his view. And then the next one would give me his view. And I'd walk away hollow. Like this part of the bottle with no, no water. Okay. Three different views. Three, three, right. Three different, three different views. views. They were similar. But they were, they you know, two of them may have been about the same, but, but they were similar views. But they were d- different. And it would go mainly in the Godhead. You know, here's my view of the Godhead. 
And one of them said, you know, Jesus ain't God, he's God's son. One of them said, I didn't want to go that far down the road, but I will. One of them said, well, he's God the son. No one, nowhere does it say in the beginning was God the son. Nowhere does it say that, but that's preached just like that's the absolute gospel. And nowhere does it say that. It says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It doesn't say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. It says the Word was God. That's what it says. So, explain that. Alright? One view is John is saying, this paper book, the words on this paper book is God. These are the words of God. Okay? So, so we, have, we have brothers today that don't even want to recognize these are the words of God. They are God's words. They've been translated multiple times, but they are God's words. They were inspired of the Holy Ghost. God moved upon the prophets. God moved through the apostles. And we have the book called the Bible. So these are God's words. And we should all believe that. These are God's words. We should not compromise this as God's words. But this isn't the Word. Okay? The words speak of the Word. And that Word means logos. If we, if, we, if we take out a Bible dictionary and we pull up John 1.1, 1, 1, the word there is logos. L-O-G-O-S in the Greek. Logos. Logos. And it means... something said, including the thought... By implication, a topic, subject of discourse, also reasoning, mental, faculty, or motive. By extension, a computation. The divine expression. So, So the Logos is the thought. In the beginning was God's thought. God's thought was with God. God's thought was God. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning was the Word. His mind, His thought, what, what was in Him. Okay? So when God started speaking in, in Genesis in the natural creation, He said, let there be light. It says all things were created, speaking of the Word, speaking of Christ, all things were created by Him, all, all things were created for Him. Keep in mind God's thought. As, as the Logos being His thought, His substance, His person, His expression. So, so it says, everything was made by Him and for Him in another place. That all things were through Him. Everything was through God's thought. So, so when God created and said, let there be light, in the mind of God was the light if you can hear what I'm saying. He said, let there be light, but in his mind, when when natural sunlight appeared, in his mind was the light. That wasn't the natural sun. 
But he created the natural son, but in his mind was the light. I am the light, Jesus says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Amen. So, so that's what I mean about that was contained in God. That was in God. And that word that was in God came out of God to manifest, create, fulfill His purpose. Everything He said. That was the Son of God. It came out of the Father. Came out of Him. And He said the Son abides in the bosom. Explain that of the Father. Think, think what He said. He's in His bosom. How are you in someone's bosom? That's His heart. That's His expression. I'm God's heart. I'm God's mind. I'm God expressed. That's, that's really what what was going on? God ex expressed Himself in flesh in the man Jesus Christ. God became flesh. Man. Expression. And, and see, that's not a doctrinal view of the Godhead. Not you know I, I don't teach on it as much anymore, but it's in me now. That's not this doctrinal view of of oneness or Trinity either one. That is God expressed. That's that's Christ made manifest. That's that's what happened in the what we call the incarnation is the hidden God, the mystery of God come. And until we see the mystery of God as a person, we miss the mystery of God. We, we try to find the mysteries of God. The mystery of God is Christ Jesus the Lord. Amen. Amen. And God wants to reveal His mystery in us. That's His heart. That's His mind. He doesn't want to spoil with philosophy. He doesn't want to spoil with vain deceit. He doesn't want us to be Pentecostals or Baptists or Methodists or Catholics. He wants us to be His. That's what He's after. Is not an expression of the Baptist church or an expression of the Pentecostal church. It's an expression of the living Christ in you. And that's, and that's what, you know, I know Paul was dealing with in his days Judaism, but what we're dealing with right now is traditions of men. Is, is, is all around us is we sit down with brothers that have been born of the same seed of God and they don't even realize you're born of the same seed. The conversation is, well, I'm a Baptist. <laughs> Not I'm of the seed of God. Not I've been born of God's seed. Not even understanding the emphasis of that. 
not even coming to to get the the I want to say the gist, but but think of it. Get the you've been born of the seed of God. When you were born from your mother's womb, you weren't born of the seed of God. You were born from mommy and daddy. You were born into the earth from mommy and daddy. But when you're born again, it's the actual seed of God, the same seed that was made flesh, who is Christ Jesus the Lord. And contained in Him is everything He did in the flesh. Everything He did in His death, burial, and resurrection is in that seed that goes in your heart. Boom. But most of the conversation comes around, why I believe this? Why I don't believe this? What's that even matter? It doesn't matter what I believe or what you believe. It matters is the, is the seed of God in you. And then are you learning the seed of God? You know, we we I'll I'll give me ten more minutes and I, and I'll you you know we we fight about do I speak in tongues? Well, if it's of God, why not? We we fight about it instead of instead of saying Lord. Is this of you? We have doctrines of, of, I don't believe in it. It was gone before, after the apostles, and no one. Why? I've, I've got to do it every single moment. You have two, two on all this. Instead of just coming to the Lord, just dropping down and saying, "Okay, Father, I don't understand this business. Is it yours? And if it's yours, okay." Give it to them. No, you know, it's it's like it's like the tradition has got a hold of us uh, uh, more than we realize. And God's not after the not after my tradition or your tradition. He's after a specific thing. He planted His seed in our heart, and we've made this doctrine. In Christianity, that's all about the planting of the seed. Let's get a seed planted in everybody's heart. A farmer would be really unhappy if that was the end of the story, that he got a seed in the ground. The farmer wouldn't be satisfied that he got a seed in the ground, would he? No, I don't think so. No. If, if he had to eat the seed in the ground and it never produced corn... What what's what do we do? But we but we built this doctrine up. Let's get the seed of God in every heart. The, and and we should. That's that's good. But that's not the end product. The end product's not the planting of the seed. What what does what does scripture say? First the stalk, then the then the blade, then the ear. There it goes on the full the full corn in the ear. So, so God's view is the full cord. Amen. And we get caught up in, let's get the seed in every heart. That's to start. And rightfully so, to start with. But Jesus come and He was looking for the harvest. Jesus said in uh, John 15, you bear fruit. It's the same thing as corn. You bear fruit. Yeah. He that doesn't bear fruit, mm-hmm. the Father lost him all. Mm-hmm. Did he made bear fruit? Mm-hmm. 
You see, but God is there for fruit. That's it. Amen. And the fruit comes of the seed. Absolutely. We can't bypass steps, just like a farmer can't bypass steps in the growing of a crop. See, see, and you and you can even look at the planting, the the what we call the filling of the Holy Ghost is the watering. You have a, you have the planting, the receiving the seed into the the ground. Amen. Then the Holy Ghost water. What what's the Holy Ghost in your Bible? It's water. Is it not called water and, uh, over and over? So what we call the Holy Ghost baptism, water, and then you go into the uh, harvest, the full, the full corn, the fullness, and and you and you can see this in in the scripture. If you look, you'll see it in the scripture. But what you want to see more than just in the scripture, you want to see it in the scripture. You want to see it in your heart, in you, and that's what Paul said. He. I didn't come with enticing words of man's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not presenting something that Peter taught me, and he had all respect for Peter as an apostle. But he come with Christ revealing his heart, mm-hmm. and 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 the reason I used that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. This was where the Lord got a hold of me. Man can't give you the answer. That's right. Only He can. Amen. And when He answers you, man can't take away what He answered. That's right. So when God shows you the Word was Him, was His expression, was the substance of Himself, and came out of Himself, and He created all things through it, you... Somebody can't come to you and say, well, this is the way it is because it's, it's now you've seen the divine expression that, that God created everything through the lens of Christ mm-hmm. and that Christ is His divine expression. Christ was His thought. Before the world ever existed, there was His thought. Rejoicing before Him, as Proverbs says. There's his thought. There's his mind. And when he when he looks at the earth after he finishes and he says, It is very good, it is good. What's in his mind is Christ. And when we see that, that God is looking at the end product. He's 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 got a view of the end product, which is Christ. And so so here he created creates humanity. And humanity walks around forever saying, Why am I created? What's my purpose? Christ! Amen. And to I come to see that that's my even purpose for breathing. Amen. I miss it. Right? I miss it. And I can't even comprehend it until I'm born again. Amen. As, a, as human, I can't even get it. So he has to deal with my humanness because that's the self. And that's why death had to come. Death had to come because we're wrapped up in self. All of us. Not just Adam in the garden. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. human nature. 
You know, we look back and blame it all on poor Adam, but we're the same species according to the flesh. And But the divine comes in, right? And when the divine comes in, you're a new creation. You're a whole different species. We're not the same. And you're no longer the same man. And so God begins to reveal what He did in Christ. You're dead. Why are you dead? Because that species was not my plan. Mm-hmm. That was that my my plan was Christ in you. Mm-hmm. But he has to bring us into his death to get his plan. To to begin to see that his plan was always another. His plan was always another. And when we see that, we're rejoicing because He's unified us, made us one with the other. We're not left out, but in and of ourselves, we are. In and of ourselves, we can't obtain it. We can't. Not even we're not supposed to. We can't. We can't even. We can't even understand it. We can't even get it in and of ourselves. But the glory of this gospel is. God reveals His Son in me. Amen. And when His Son's revealed in me, it, he, I won't say it, but He is real. Amen. And that's the glory of the Gospel. Now, Amen. I've said what I've said. <laughs> that's beautiful. Just open it up, have... Conversation. So really, we need to come to the realization of who we really are. Because we 